Hi, I'm Andy Ely, Senior Funeral Director for G-Seller Independent Funeral Directors, and we've been serving bereaved families since 1910. I'm sure you're all well aware there's lots of different myths, taboos and misconceptions around what happens behind the scenes within the funeral profession. So we decided to put together this series of podcasts to answer those questions and hopefully dispel those myths. So please do like, share and subscribe and send those questions, send them to liftingthelid at gseller.co.uk and we will do our absolute best to answer them for you. It genuinely is our family caring for your family. Welcome to a, um, a further episode uh, around embalming. So we've spoken to Rhonda previously, um, one of my colleagues, and it just so happens that my co-host Joe is also an embalmer. So, um, yeah, I figured let, let's, let's pitch some questions to Joe and, and, and see how we go. And how are you doing, Joe? Yes, not too bad. Thank you very much. Cool. Thank you for inviting me back again. Well, I'm not inviting you back. <laughs> you're a you're here all the time. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Um, Joe. Contractually obliged. Embalming. <laughs> how, how did you get into the role of being an embalmer? Yeah, um, okay. So, um, I've mentioned on previous podcasts before that my dad was an embalmer. Um, so, he worked for a funeral company back in Peterborough. Um, so I guess it sort of stems back from there. I um, When I used to work with my dad, uh, just sort of cleaning cars and making up coffins and, and doing different things there, yeah. um, I always remember it was a chap called Pete Rhymes uh, was the embalmer at, at that company. Um, and this was back when I was 16 or so, you know, so some time ago now. And I remember walking through sort of like the embalming room at that point and seeing him doing it and then being interested in it from there and so asking my dad more questions about it as to what it, it sort of entailed. Um, and then, of course, life took me a different direction and, and you know, I ended up coming back to it here with G. Salah. Um, so what interested you about it? It was that process, I guess, from seeing someone how, how they were before someone's embalmed. Um, so you know, when you pass away, you lose colour of your skin, you know, your eyes. Yeah. Eyes made of water, mostly, you know, so you dehydrate. So seeing what someone looked like from, from before embalming, but then once someone had been involved. So once that process had taken place, to seeing what they looked like afterwards. And because of course, I didn't know any of the science or the reasoning behind it, as far as I was concerned, you know, I went in there when he started, um, and then I saw what happened at the end. But I didn't understand what had happened in the middle. It was something you felt you wanted to understand. So, yeah, it, it was, so it was something I felt that scientifically I needed to, to know what had happened to, to make, that, make that change from, from, from A to B, you know. Um, and so he talked me through it a little bit. Um, and I say from there, you know, other things happened. Started working for G Seller, and I was taught much more in depth eventually as, okay. to, as to what that was. Um, I mean, I was taught by Rhonda. Rhonda is a qualified embalmer. Um, so yeah. I will say I'm not a qualified embalmer, you know. Rhonda taught me how to embalm. Okay. Um, and I dare say there's not many things necessarily that, um, you know, I haven't come up against. Um, if I do, I know I was Rhonda still there, of course, to, to give us a hand. Are you considered <laughs> becoming qualified? Um, it's something I, I guess that's quite quite intense, isn't it? Quite quite intense, quite in depth. Um, possibly at some point, yeah. But it's a it's okay. a big time commitment now when uh, I don't have much time. So how long have you been in embalming for? Um, I think I've probably been I've been at, at, at Sellers now for fifteen years, and I think okay. I've probably been embalming. I think I was here for about three years before um, they sort of taught us how to do that. Um, we had a, a an embalmer um, previous who who left, and then. I sort of expressed an interest in it, and so they trained me up, or Rhonda trained me up from there. Um, so yeah, yeah, good old time now. Probably about twelve years I've been able to. 
that's quite a long time. So, Joe, I mean, I'm not an embalmer. Um, funeral director, um, I, I can prepare people, I can lay people mm. to rest, you know, do hair and makeup and so on. Mm. But the embalming is not something that I fully understand. So just talk me through it a little bit. Just give me a bit of an, an insight. So what would be your interpretation of it? Well, I guess this is that historical thing, isn't it? It's, um, let's face it, you, as soon as you think, you, you think of mummies, you think of ancient Egypt. I mean, before coming into the funeral profession, it was, yeah, that would be my take on things. It, mm. I had no understanding whatsoever, certainly the process, and certainly the impact on the family, seeing the difference between being involved and not being involved, mm. and uh, the impact on the person doing the embalming as well. Mm. So, yeah, de definitely ancient Egypt, and we're, we're not all wrapped up in... It's in, got a bit, moved forward a bit from Canopic Jars and anything else, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, modern arterial embalming, I mean, I think Roger said previously, you know, it's, it's, it's nothing along those sort of lines. Um, it's a treatment of um, the introduction of preservative... It's going to sound very textbook, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. but this is very textbook, and you've probably heard this term as well. I've been taking your, your exam. Mm, might as well. Yeah. The introduction <laughs> of preservative fluids through the arterial system and the treatment of the thoracic and abdominal cavities. So I um, think my description is it slows down the course of nature. <laughs> <laughs> Much more simple. Hey, whatever. <laughs> but um, essentially, that's what it is. So um, you, you raise an artery, preservative fluids are, are put through, um, flow through that arterial system. Hmm. Um, and, and via the chemicals also that are used through that, um, it returns part to skin, returns, um, restores sort of like the fluid to you essentially, you know, so uh, it just makes you look a lot better yep. uh, for when people come to see you. Um, it, it's sort of done via, I mean, it's quite a scientific process in barming. Um, yeah. There are things that you can see on YouTube and, and various programs that suggest that embalming is simply rubbing a chemical on skin um, and, and whatever else and I promise you that isn't actually what embalming is at all um, uh, you know as I said you're treating um, fluids through an arterial system um, it's sort of like a circuit so if you think of your body as sort of like circuitry that's all connected up yeah, um, yeah. you know so you it's all your brain connected through to your heart and arteries through to your legs or however else um, as long as that circuit is all connected then actually arterial embalming is, is, embalming is, is, is fine and you know, uh, can be done fairly easy. Um, if that circuitry isn't connected, so say if someone's had a medical examination, um, yep. and then for whatever reason internal organs have been examined, then it's quite possible that that circuitry is no longer connected properly as it would be without that. Um, and so simply raising an artery and then injecting into it won't be enough because of course then there's a leakage somewhere yeah, in yeah, that absolutely. system, yeah. you know, that circuit's been broken somewhere. And so we're trying to get you're trying to get fluid through pressure into the various parts of your, your body, through to your fingers, somewhere there's going to be a leak inside you. And so in the case when someone's had a medical examination, we then tend to have to find arteries separately. So okay. it may be that um, you know, you're, you're finding internal, external sort of arteries in your, your carotid artery, and so you have to inject into those separately to um, get fluid into your eyes or your ears or your mouth. Okay. So, okay. You know, so it can be quite complicated and it can be very intricate and it can take quite some time to find arteries to be able to do that um, because quite often they're very small and arteries are incredibly elastic um, okay. and so if they have been cut then yeah, it can be quite difficult to find them and then inject into them. So typically, um, uh, you know, without those complexities there, hmm. I mean, how, how long does it take to embalm someone? Just a of a ballpark, I guess. Yeah, so if you're talking to someone who hasn't had a medical, a medical examination at yeah. all, 
Um, an hour and a half to a couple of hours. Hour and a half, okay. Somewhere around there. Um, if they have, depending on the extent of the medical examination, then it can be quite some time. Um, you know, I mean, I've, you know, it's taken me four or five hours times to, really? to do, Crikey. to do okay. sometimes. Although I dare say shorter as well. Someone like Rhonda probably could do something. Like that. Yeah. <laughs> like okay. But, yeah. Um, experience. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, do we only embalm people when they come to visit in the chapel? You know, if a family wants to come and visit, is it? No, I mean, we we always ask the question, so we always have permission um, for so we, someone. Always, that's important, isn't it? We yeah. always have to have Always permission. ask permission from the family to see if we can embalm. But in any instance, it's something I always recommend um, embalming. In regards to whether everyone comes to see someone or not, it's about maintaining or returning dignity to someone. Um, you know, embalming as much as anything else. They will look better for the day of their funeral for having Absolutely. been embalmed, you know, which may sound like a silly thing, but... It's not at all, you know, we look after people and want to care for people, so it's important how people look. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. I totally understand that. Um... It's, uh, yeah, it's difficult, isn't it? Because embalming is a bit of a, it can be a bit of a taboo subject, can't it? Um, it is very much um... a taboo subject. It's quite difficult to ask the question sometimes, I find, mm. during the arrangement. Have we got permission? Can we do that? And as I mm. said, my, my description is much less... Um, descriptive than yours um, it slows down the course of nature just ensure your loved one is out there absolute best yeah. if a family asks me do you know what I want to know what it entails that's when I would come and get yourself and Rhonda yeah. but from your perspective um, you mentioned that you've potentially spent about five hours or so embalming mm. that must be quite lonely I mean from an, an emotional standpoint there, there's a lot around this I mean how, how does it from an emotional concept, how, how does it feel to embalm someone? Is it lonely? You know, give us a bit of an insight yeah, it, it to is the impact on you. I guess. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. Um, when I first started embalming, and yeah, it, it can be quite lonely because you're just sitting in a quiet room, the sound of ventilation going on in the background, um, and uh, yeah, you, you're sort of trying to, to complete something to take a long time. In the end, I'm going to be honest with you, I ended up putting episodes of Top Gear on in the background. Okay. I used to listen to it in the background as I used to embalm. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. And when I exhausted that as an idea i'd listen to a podcast or have something on that just you know or the radio or something in the background um you know while i did it but um yeah it's um the emotional impact to it isn't really a factor for me you know at the time you embalm you've got someone that starts off looking like a and by the end of things you know they look like b and, and b is always a far better uh, representation of the person than, than how they started. So there's a certain um, amount of satisfaction now. It is incredibly satisfying, yeah. Um, it's about the most rewarding thing. Yeah. I think actually um, there's many aspects of this role that are rewarding, but it is about the most rewarding thing. Because when someone comes out of the chapel arrest um, and they sit down with you and they say, yeah, they look exactly how I remember them, that is a real fantastic feeling to know that you've done that for them. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah. Uh, that's really good. So, from your perspective, you're down the pub. And it always comes up, doesn't it? You're having a conversation. Oh, now you're talking my language. <laughs> <laughs> Someone says to you, so what's your job? Um, and you happen to mention, I'm an embalmer. What sort of reaction do you get to that? I mean, uh, but I suspect... you, you'll know to a certain extent because it'll be similar to a funeral director. <laughs> it's true. But yeah, so... come on, I've got a specific embalmer. <laughs> <Hello. laughs> yeah, so actually, when you say it, first thing is you say you're a funeral director, you get one reaction from that. If from there they haven't just run away, <laughs> I was away, just saying a lot of people or, wander off, don't or they've turned away, <laughs> or they've just down their drink and like, oh, I've just got a nip to the bar or nip to the toilet, um, then if they're still around and you go into a bit more detail and you say that you're embalmer, then, yeah, one or two ways people either flee um, or people you start asking you more in-depth questions about it. 
Um, which can be tricky, can't it? I was going to say, what sort of questions? Yeah, you know, it's um, exactly what you've been asking me, really. What does it entail? What does it do? Is it... What about the smells? That's the question that's just popped into my... <laughs> well, you know, um, there's a reality that we're not made of fairy dust, I'm afraid. Um, you know, sometimes it can be um, a little bit... Uh, I don't want to use the word gory, though, but sometimes it can be a little bit messy. Sometimes there are unfortunate smells uh, that are associated with it. Um, but it's fine. It's a part of it's a part of that role, um, and we deal with it. It's not a problem. Yeah, but I tell um, you, we have ventilation and everything, don't we? And there's ventilation in there, yeah. And uh, absolutely, yeah. That little trick that any uh, body, any, anybody who works in anything that that has smells associated will tell you. Um, I mean, I use an awful lot of Vicks vapor rub up my nose. Which really? I'll put, <laughs> I'll put patch just on the tip of my nose or something if I know that there's going to be. Um, uh, so I've never used that because it makes my eyes run, so I can't see what you're doing. Well, I use Vicks Vaporub every single day in my life. <laughs> I know it's just because I really love the smell of it. Oh, but... <laughs> OK. <laughs> no one to get you for Secret Santa next year, then? Again. Oh, thanks very much. <laughs> Vicks Vaporub. It's not really that secret, then, is it? Any more insights, <laughs> Joe? Anything else you want to tell us about embalming? Um, I can't really necessarily think of anything there. Have you ever embalmed someone that perhaps you know? You know what, because I don't come from around this area, um, mm, yeah, um, not necessarily people I know, there are people that I've looked after funerals for, um, and then perhaps the wife also has passed away, um, and so then, yes, I've, I, I've embalmed them, and that has its own sort of emotional attachment, because of course you, yeah. you do get to know people quite well when you arrange a funeral, don't you? That's a you part of, of, of what we do. You build a rapport with someone, um, and there, are, there have been some people that I've sort of embalmed, and I thought, yeah, that is really quite sad in that respect um but again the the reward that comes from that is actually far greater than that sort of emotional response i feel because i've seen some people in some pretty awful states um yeah and um again when you get to the end result of that um having embalmed someone it's really it's really really satisfying really rewarding good mm. i'll take you the families thank you for this yeah yeah, and I, I bet there is a certain amount of satisfaction there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, you'll know from when you leave a funeral, you know, someone thanks you for something in there. Yeah, because uh, the embalming, the embalmer tends to be hidden behind the scenes, don't they? It's not someone that's on the forefront, is it? Can be quite so, a thankless role. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's a shame, really, because it's it's a, a skilled, highly appreciated job. I think it's really important. No, yeah, absolutely. Um, but uh, yeah, no, it's it's a great thing to be able to do. Um, well, I'm certainly yeah. Uh, privileged enough to be able to do it and very thankful that I was taught how to do it. Brilliant. Thank you, Joe. Thank you. Thank you. So hopefully that gave you a good insight there into, you know, kind of the emotional impact of embalming. Um, so please do like, share and subscribe. Send those questions. If you have any questions, send them to liftingthelid at gseller.co.uk and um, we'll do our best to answer them for you and, and we'll see you next time.